My name is Kayla Keith, and this is Missing Midwest, a true crime podcast telling the stories of those gone missing from right here in the Midwest. Today's episode is about a young man who went out for the night and never came home. No crime scene, no body, and no answers. This is Missing Midwest, and someone knows something. What's up? We're back. We are. Episode four. Let's do it. I'm excited. I'm excited every time we come in here to record. It's fun. Yeah. Love being here across America. I'm tired today, though, because Roman was up at 520 this morning playing, like that. playing Christmas music. He came and asked if we could watch TV, and we just said yes because we didn't know what time it was. And then we heard Christmas Shoes, right? Yeah, which is like the most depressing Christmas yeah. song ever. And we looked so at random. our phones, and it was like 530. <laughs> <sighs> All so, right, Roman. I'm tired. He's five. Yeah. So we came from that to here to record. So yeah, need some Coke. Yep. Coffee and a Coke. Yep. A Coke to drink. Just down better. some coffee down at Downing Thomas here. That's what I did. Good stuff. All right. Are you ready for another story? Let's do it. So today we are talking about um, Kevin Nugent. And I just really hate this one because it's only five years ago. Yeah. And it's just, that's too, that's so soon. And the other cases were like, the 80s, the 90s, and I mean, those are still, like, a thing, but, like, I don't know, this one just felt, I don't know, felt closer, yeah. too close to home, um, and it's it also from... like an active case, really, I mean... Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's in Fort Wayne, which I've been to Fort Wayne, we've times. been to Fort Wayne, so mm-hmm. it's like, I don't know, it just felt different than the other ones. Um, so Kevin was born on October 4th, 1993, and I think that I was born in 93, too, so yeah. that's why, I don't know, he's also 30, he would be 30. Um, he was 25 when he went missing, uh, he would be 30 today. He's an Asian male. He had black hair, brown eyes. He was six feet tall, 170-ish pounds. Uh, so average, average guy, right? Six feet. Seems pretty average to me. Yeah. Um, he was last seen. He was wearing a dark blue jacket, tan skinny jeans, and black vans. Um, he was said to be a really great person. He um, loved to be, he was a prankster. He loved to prank his family. Um, his family says um, he just... Yeah, Henri, yeah. He brought smiles and laughter literally wherever he went. Um, They said he was very, very protective of his little sister um, and his mom. And so mama's boy, yeah, has my heart. I love my little boys, mama's boys. Um, So like I said, December 8th, um, 2018 is when he went missing. And he was um, in Fort Wayne, Indiana, which Fort Wayne is pretty big. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've been there. There, um, I love to craft. And so there's... We have a Joann's and a Hobby Lobby in Kokomo. We don't have a Michael's. So if I want to go to Michael's, the closest one is Fort Wayne. And there's like three restaurants around Michael's that I like to go to. So I tag along with her. When That's she goes the only to way I can get you to go to Michael's is if I say we can go out to eat at one of the restaurants. Hey, listen. But Michael's just has some craft things that they have, like every craft store, if you craft, you know, like certain things are at Michael's, certain things are at Hobby Lobby, certain things are at Joann's. So every now and then I have to take a trip to Michael's in Fort Wayne. And then also we have a flower shop. And so our wholesaler, Gassify wholesale florist they send a truck to us and they come from fort wayne so every day a truck from fort wayne comes to our shop so every now i've had to go up there before to get flowers so i mean that's really the extent of my fort wayne experience but i've been there you've been there yeah i've been there a bunch of times yeah oh the zoo we go to the fort wayne zoo a lot fort wayne zoo uh when i played football in college we'd play at saint francis there oh yeah so i went there okay. a handful of times uh, i've been to card shows up there oh yeah you do go to that okay you go a lot times. more than i do oh yeah 
Wow. Okay. So you might know the area then, because um, it's like a very popular area in Fort Wayne. Um, but they have um, the population was two thousand two hundred and sixty two thousand people, and that translates to sixteen dollar generals. Sixteen. Which seems excessive generals. to me. <laughs> Imagine the decor you could rally. I mean, up I love dollar generals. Sixteen dollar generals. I really do. If, When's if dollar we go, going to sponsor this podcast. If we go to a new town, <laughs> and there's a dollar general, you can bet I'm going. We just went to, where was Angry Donkey? Michigan town. Michigan town in Indiana. We heard of a restaurant <laughs> called Angry Donkey, and Kayla was like, I can't wait to get there. And I was like, I know. This food's going to be so good. And she was like, I hope they have a Dollar General. Listen, thought, you cannot sleep on Dollar Generals. Their home decor section. My goodness. It's nice, okay? so And they all carry different items, so you have to hit them all up. There's a new town. You go to their Dollar General. Even if you have one in your own town, I'm telling you, go to the new one because there's going to be something different. We're so going to talk about Dollar Sixteen Dollar Generals. We need to get them on the horn. Sponsor our <laughs> podcast. Regardless, $16 Generals is a big town. Yeah. Actually, I was going to say, too. So my dad, my mom and my dad used to own a building in Greentown, and it was a hardware store. Um, And when the hardware store went out of business, he had this empty building, and he um, ended up leasing it to a Dollar General. But before they would come in and lease the building for him, they had to evaluate how many people lived in the town because they have a whole, like... um, it's like a like an equation of the population directly correlates to the number of dollar generals. So it's a true measure. <laughs> like They're each ahead of town us. has a certain amount of dollar generals and it depends on the population there. So it really truly is like a Midwest scale to measure a town. Like that's how I'm measuring from now on. It works. Enough Sixteen is general. a lot. That is a lot of dollar general, but <laughs> sixteen is a lot of dollar generals. Um but that's how big this city was and so it's a cool city. It's really nice. Um, so this um, was in downtown Fort Wayne. Um, and like I said, it was a very like nice area. I don't know if you've done anything downtown, but I there's have. a lot of cool restaurants and stuff I've down gone there. to uh, some Tin Caps games. It's like right off it the It literally is right beside the Tin Caps Stadium. I look, Google mapped it, and there was a baseball stadium there. And is I, it on Je- what, what Jefferson? Road? That, yeah, that's where the tin caps are. Yeah. So I've been on. I've been in this exact. It is a nice area. Yeah. So, um, so Kevin, um, was last seen on December eighth, twenty eighteen, at the Brass Rail Bar, um, which is at one one two one Broadway, which is right off Jefferson Boulevard, and okay. it's literally like a block from the Tin Cap Stadium. Um, so he was at, like I said, the Brass Rail Bar. According to their website, they are a live music dive bar that's one of the oldest operating bars in Fort Wayne. Uh, and it looked really cool. It was, like, super low-key. It wasn't very big. Like, I think it can hold less than 100 people in there. But they do tons of live shows with, like, local bands and local talent, musicians and stuff. Um, cover charges, it said, ranges from anywhere to, like, 3 to $20, depending on who's playing. It's right in the heart of the downtown, kind of. There's a bunch of cool restaurants around there. Um, just a lot going on in that, like, section. It was just really nice, like, food trucks and things like that. Um, and like I said, it was just off of Jefferson Boulevard, which is, like, one of the main roads that goes through downtown Fort Wayne, Fort Wayne. downtown yeah, Fort Wayne. For sure. Um, so it was, like I said, lined with, like, bars and restaurants and just cool place. Um, and it's really pretty. I mean, I've been to downtown Fort Wayne, so it's really nice. Um, and it feels safe, at least, that area to me. Like, I've been there before, and it feels... It's yeah. like a hopping place. It sure. feels nice. Um, so Kevin, that's where he was that night. Um, he was at the bar, um, and apparently he was by himself. Um, and apparently he got into an altercation. Um, there was a couple unnamed sources, the people that were at the bar that reported that Kevin was like really, really drunk um, and got drunk really, really fast and was acting really weird. They said he was just acting very strange. He was like hitting on women. Um 
he was asked to leave the bar because of these rude passes he was making and how intoxicated he was. Um, what I don't understand about that is like they have his credit card statement. His tab was $30. Like how drunk can somebody be off of $30 when you're 170 pounds, six feet tall? I just I mean, don't did feel it like say like what his drinks were. Maybe? No, but I mean, I just don't feel like you could be that intoxicated. I mean, you could be. Yeah. I don't know. They said, but they said just his family and everyone that knows him said that's super out of character for him. He's a very quiet, laid back guy. Like he would not be like hitting on women and being rude and like. And they said he never drank in excess. Like he, that just was not him at all. So that was like a conflicting thing. A lot of his family and friends were like, no, that's not him. But then the witnesses at the bar were like, no, he was very drunk. Interesting. But then again, did it say what he did before he went to? Uh, the no, bar? he was just, they said he just was at home and he just went there. He had been there, um, a few times before. Hmm. So like some of the, um, people knew him, like the no bartenders and stuff. Like this is not something that's No, happened. they said like he, he never got drunk. He never 25. drank in excess. This is like after college. This is not like what people do. No, they said he just would go there, listen to music and hang out, Hmm. never drink in excess. So it was very out of character for him, according to the people that knew him. Um, Apparently after he was told he had to leave because of his behavior, he came back four times. Like he kept coming back Um, and they got him on camera across the street. There's an Arby's. And so they caught him on camera, like walking a few times. I can, and I'm, I'll probably post the security footage. Like you guys can, like I post pictures from each case and I have some follow some, us on Instagram. Yeah. Instagram, <laughs> Instagram, Facebook. Um, I can probably find that video and post it. He, he's walking fine. He doesn't look intoxicated. Um, but you can see him like just walking through the parking lot. Um, but he, between like the hours of like one and like two thirty, apparently he went back to the brass rail like four times after being told he had to leave. Really? And so, um, was he with like other no, people just by himself? And they said he would do that sometimes go listen to music. Um, he had been invited that night by somebody that was playing in the music to come out okay. and like watch their band play. So he went out and was going to watch them play. Um, so like I said, he kept coming back. He was making people mad at this point. <laughs> um, like I said, at one point he came back and he walked into the women's restroom, which I'm didn't go over well. Sure, yeah. I can see that not going over well with anybody. I don't blame anybody. Like he was kind of ticking people off at this point. He he got asked to leave. He kept coming back. At one point he went to the women's restroom. So like he's gotten kicked out. Like there are witnesses that said the bouncers at the club like es- lost their patience. Es- lost yeah. their patience and escorted him out back and were like you have to leave. Um a couple witnesses said he got roughed up by them. Like they were like, don't come back. Um, and so after all of that happened, um, around like, I think it was around like 2.30 in the morning, um, he called his sister and asked for a ride home. He left the brass rail. There was a pizza truck or a food truck, um, and he bought a slice of pizza. And um, that was on his credit card statement too. So he paid the bill and then the pizza. And then he called his sister and was waiting on his sister what to come time, pick him what up. What time was the pizza slice? Uh, I didn't find an exact time for the pizza slice. All of this was like right around 2.40 was when his his sister got there around 2.40. And it was like two between like 2 and 2.30 that he had like got the pizza, called for a ride type thing. At 2.40, she gets there and he's nowhere. At 2.40 is when they see like the last, he was caught on surveillance camera for the last time at the Arby's. So like all in that time frame, like 2.40, they see him on camera. His sister is there. He's not. How close is the Arby's to? Right across the street. Really? Yeah. So, like, they barely missed each other. Hmm. Um, so, that's like, like, yeah, he, he, they had, she, he had called for the, for the sister. 
it's yeah the family is like absolutely just completely torn up by it obviously they still are like actively looking but yeah so he had like called bought the pizza called for the ride they saw him on camera walking um and then the sister came right around that time too and she couldn't find him and she kept calling his phone no answer you um, said earlier that he looked fine in the surveillance film. Yeah, and in all the like surveillance footage. Yeah, and the, they have the last, the 240 surveillance footage. Because um, I think they saw this like two or three times. They saw him like walking back and forth between like the Arby's and going Weird. back to the bar, you know. Um, so the last one, he was just walking. He looked fine to me. Like he didn't look like he was stumbling or anything. That's interesting to me because. We'll be right back. Have you ever wondered what's at the root of homelessness? I used to try to describe it to my husband that um, I said, I feel like I'm in this big spider web and I'm stuck in there. And how wraparound approaches at missions aim to make a difference? It's the things like that. The people who communicated that in spite of my rough edges, that they authentically cared about me. On the Restorers podcast, we'll talk to experts, investigate current issues, share stories, and give you an inside look at how we at Water Street Mission tackle issues related to homelessness and poverty every single day. Join us by searching Restorers wherever you find your podcasts. He's drunk enough to be kicked out of the bar and to not recognize his sister calling him. Right, like that's what I'm saying. That's inconsistent. Walking fine, like that's. It's very inconsistent to me that the family's like he wouldn't have done that. He doesn't drink a lot, and then everybody else in the bar was like, "Yeah, he was really drunk, but his bar tab doesn't seem to show that he would have had a lot of alcohol anyway." So Hmm. I don't know about all that. Um, And so, like I said, his sister arrived to pick him up, and he was nowhere to be found. Wasn't answering his phone. The last sighting they have of him is the 2.40 a.m. surveillance from the Arby's parking lot, which was literally right across the street. Um, And he never came home, has not been heard from since. Um, So 13 days after this, um, the family was um, out looking around the brass rail, um, and they found his glasses in the parking lot, and they were broken. Um, Like, very broken. Not just, like, a little, like, crack. Like, one of the little, what's the little? Lenses? The lens was broke, but then, like, the little arm, the thing, your ear thing, they were, like, all, both of them were completely broken off, missing a lens. Just Could you see the glasses like, in bent the surveillance to crap. video from Arby's? You can't tell if he's wearing them. Mm. I know. That would be, that would be helpful, but you cannot tell if he's wearing them. So, that's, that's the story. That's, <laughs> Kevin was out by himself, uh called for a ride, never showed up for the ride, gone. Not been seen for five years. Uh, the police obviously recalled his, fam- his family reported him missing, um, but they the police say there's no evidence of foul play, So, um, which I question because there's broken glasses in a parking lot. Did, did like, the bouncers break him maybe? So I'll get to that. <laughs> um, hmm. So, I mean, I I don't know how you can say there's no foul play when you find broken glasses. Like... But I mean, he was. They weren't just like he dropped them. They were smashed. So that's kind of interesting to me. I'm like, obviously, you know, there's some sort of altercation happened to lose your glasses and break them that bad. I find it mega sketchy that he was that intoxicated on $30. Yeah. Uh, but also, like, with that intoxicated state, he was earning a beating, kind of. Like, I yes. can see, like, a bouncer being like, you come back here again, you're going to erupt up, break his glasses. 
I don't know, that's a mean thing to do. <laughs> I've never been a bouncer, but the guys was a problem. Walked in the girls' bathroom. I mean, yeah. I don't know. But like, did they talk to the? I, I think a- after four times, they should have just called the police. I mean, like, there's a problem with this guy. I don't think breaking your glasses is okay. Yeah, I don't know. Never been a bouncer. Yeah. You know what's stressful? Buying and selling a house. Just over a year ago, we were in the middle of the process, and it was overwhelming. I am so thankful that we had someone like Amber to guide us through the process. She knew what to do and when to do it. You were so concerned about pricing and loans, and I was just concerned with the colors and the layout. You remember that? Yes. Amber kept everything in mind, and we are in our dream house because of her. If you are looking to buy or sell in or around the Howard County area, you have to give Amber a call. Or you can just give her a text, 765-865-1118. You can follow her on Facebook at Amber White Realtor slash Broker with Carrie Gruel and Associates. She posts the latest listings, giveaways, and even helpful home tips. We are so grateful for Amber and all her help. Okay, so the rumors. Here we go. You ready? Theories, rumors. Okay, so of course, with any missing person case, you can never 100% rule out two things. One, a kidnapping. I mean, that is always a possibility. Crime of opportunity. Somebody saw this guy walking. He was intoxicated. Snatched him. Did something, I don't know, sex trafficking or it could be anything. There's, there's, as we know, there's terrible people everywhere. So I don't think that's uh, likely in this case. I mean, it could, it could be six foot. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Six foot tall. Did you say six, seven? I said six foot. Oh, okay. Six foot tall, 170 pounds. It doesn't seem likely to me, but like I said, can't rule it out. And then also you can't ever rule out that he just wanted to go missing again. I don't think that's possible, but it's just fascinating to me that in a missing person case, like you really can't rule it right. out because it really could happen. Especially when it goes this long, like you're dealing in a 1% or 5% yeah, possibility yeah. situation. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think those are it, but like I said, got to mention them. Um, okay. So after that though, there seems to be two consistent theories between locals in Fort Wayne of what happened to Kevin Nugent that night. Okay. okay. So number one, I read a lot about him falling into the river and it being an accidental drowning. The St. Mary's River was like six to seven-ish blocks away, um, and he would have had to walk in that direction to get home. And so people are saying, like, I mean, it was December in Indiana. It was 18 degrees that night, and he was not dressed for cold. Um, So I don't don't know about walking that far in the cold with no job. I mean, I wouldn't want to walk that far – in any weather, but, um, right. he, he could have, he could have been like, I'm going home. Like, I'm just going to walk home. I don't know why he would have literally called his sister and then left, but he wasn't really making a lot of sense anyway. Right. Um, and so, and also we got to remember, I don't know how drunk you can be off $30 drunk enough to fall in a river. I'm not sure. Um, also my thing with that bodies float. So, 18 degrees. It's frozen. I, yeah, that's true. They never said anything. I don't think the whole river would have been frozen solid. I mean, it depend- Indiana, our weather changes like every other I day. I was going to say, so like it doesn't really have to be frozen. 18 degrees at night I mean, sure doesn't there was mean ice. it wasn't not freezing during the day. But I was say, I'm sure there's ice in it, but I doubt it was. Obviously, it wasn't completely frozen through, if that's a very popular theory, that he fell in the river. Yeah. So, um, But regardless, bodies float. So I think like he probably would have shown up by now. I would like to know the like percent chance of air with searching a body of water like in general probably tons i mean it's probably like 50 50 yeah. on a good situation yeah. you're now you're in the you're in yeah. december or what what month is it december december i feel like that drastically reduces your chance of finding something in there 
but to never have found something to this point exactly. five years later. To that, never found something, I think, is yeah. slim to none. So anyway, that's the one. That's one main theory. Um, the other theory, biggest theory that I found, <laughs> there's a lot of people on board with this. I think I might be on board with it too. Um, the brass rail. Um, a lot of people are like on the conspiracy theory cover-up train with the brass rail. Um, they say it's actually pretty obvious. He was being a jerk. He kept coming back and they told him not to. And instead of calling the police, they took him out back, beat him up, broke his glasses and they beat him up, went a little too far with it. And he died. I mean, he, he could have hit his head or, I mean, it was a gravel lot out back. He could have hit his head. He, um, and, and instead of calling, they covered it up. So, so something popped in my head earlier. <laughs> I didn't say anything because I didn't know if we were throwing, you know, brass rail under the bus or not. But, like, you mentioned calling the cops. Like yeah. You were like, if he comes back four times, you call the cops. I, in my head, I was like, most bars are not trying to call the cops ever. Yeah, so, like, <laughs> so that's for, another. For a lot of reasons. That's not just a brass rail thing. That's, like, yeah. bars in general do not want cops coming around. Because, the, like, a lot of the people in there don't want the cops coming around either. Yeah, I agree and, with that. Um, so what happened with that, or what's going on with that, um, the brass rail, um, there's a lot of bad light on the brass rail, which I'm not at all for, like, talking out against a small business or anything. Right. Um, and I'm not doing that. But um, apparently they um, turned over the footage from the um, front of their establishment and from the side, but they would not give the back camera footage, <laughs> which it seems a, like a red flag to me, um, which I didn't understand with that one because I don't. I didn't read if the police got a warrant for the security footage, they would have had access to all the security footage. It never said in any of my research if there was a warrant involved. All I found was that the brass rail was not being super complicit with the police and that they handed over some of the footage. Um, There could be a whole bunch of reasons that don't include Kevin as to why any business would not want their back door footage. Yeah, I guess, unless you're trying to like clear your guys' name of a missing person. Um, so like I said, a lot of the people are putting, throwing shade at the brass whale and their employees for like covering this up or doing something, going too far with it and then covering up his death. Um, and then, so I'm going to read this quote from, um, actually this is from Kevin's dad. This is a quote that he, um, put on Facebook because somebody had commented and said like, why haven't, why hasn't the video, the surveillance footage been released from the brass rail yet? And this was the response from, um, Kevin's dad. Okay. Um, he said, because what went on there that night, you wouldn't want it to be public. Just like the owner states that calling the police would have taken them so long to get there, yet the police are always around, which tells me that what they were doing to him was self-justice, beating up on their patrons to solve things instead of doing what was right. A simple 911 call would have had our son home and some, and not some godforsaken place. Everyone involved in that night are responsible, and karma is making a list. F*** them all. Plus, they only released the inside and very little outside because it showed his mom's vehicle waiting for him out front, even though he was taken out back. There were witnesses to say he was taken out back? Yes. That's enough to get a warrant, you'd think. Right? I don't Mm -hmm. know. but, But listen, the police say there's no foul play involved in this. They said there's no evidence of foul play, and he's over 18. So they're like, this this man is just, he's missing, I'm sorry, but like, no foul play, no crime scene, 
there's really not much they can do about it. They're not, they're not, and they're not doing much. And listen, like I am not one to ever speak out against the police. Okay. Like I free, I love the police. I am a type Enneagram type one. I'm a type A personality. I love rules. I love the law. I like to follow rules. I like order. Like I appreciate that, but like also like police are human and we have to remember that. And also they, there's just like, I, like if you, if your family member is missing, you think that they deserve a hundred percent of the attention, but you have to remember like how busy these people are. So like the fact, so like the family found those glasses, the family went out and searched. The police Man, didn't really? find it. Wow, okay. The police weren't really like, but from, and I see both sides of it from the police perspective, like, listen, this man went missing. Uh, we have nothing. We have, we see him on surveillance footage, fine and well walking. And yeah. So from, I see the police perspective of it. And I, like I said, I uphold the law. I like the police. But then again, I see the family's point of view, like do something like this is our son. He would never leave and not tell us something clearly happened. We have his broken glasses that you didn't even find. We found it ourselves. Um, so I don't know how I feel about it all. I mean, as far as the theories go, I guess it's a little weird. Like if they, if witnesses saw him go out back and they won't release that footage, that's a problem. However, Many witnesses said the bouncers said, took him out back. That being said, though, it was a belligerent situation. I get why they don't want to call the cops. I get why they want to handle it in-house. Things probably were not kosher there, but that doesn't mean they killed him. And, um, like, the quote from the dad, apparently the owner said, like, it would have taken the police too long to get there. Like, that's what the that's from the what the dad yeah. said the owner said. Um, but then he said, yet the police are always around, which tells me that what they were doing to him was self-justice. So there was a local radio celebrity from Fort Wayne, John Ario, Ario, I don't know how you pronounce it. Um, it was like, I think it was the bear radio, radio show. Um, but he started a podcast. He was working directly with Kevin's family. Um, and the podcast was called, where is Kevin? And he said he was going to do this podcast, uh, until he found like, until they found Kevin, he was working with the family and he, they, he was collecting tips and like he was gonna, he was gonna do the thing. Um, he ended up only doing like a few episodes and he like made a public statement that said like he was stopping because he was getting threats um, against him and his family. And so he was gonna like call it quits on this podcast because he was concerned for their safety. Um, and then there's a lot of rumors that say that these threats were coming from like brass rail employees, like saying that he needed to like stop and like all of these things. And he ended what up- year was this? Right after okay. it happened, he was involved with the family trying to figure it out because the police, like I said, they weren't doing a whole lot because right. from their point of view, you know, it wasn't an act. I mean, I'm not saying it wasn't an active case, but missing person with no foul play suspected. They weren't doing a whole lot. Um, and so he was like, I'm going to work with the family and we're going to figure this out. And then he ended up having to call it quits. He ended up like moving to a different state. Wild. Which I don't know if the moving was directly connected to the threats, but I have to think that there was a that was part of it. Um, so I thought that was interesting. Listen up. If you're a small business owner like myself, you understand the value of time. There is always something to be done and it's up to you to do it. Your business is your baby and you rarely can trust others with it. But what if I told you that I had somebody that you can trust, someone that can save you time and help your business grow? I do. With Bow Digital, you have access to an entire team that will be there for you with marketing and advertising. It doesn't matter what the size of your budget or your business is. Bow can help you take the stress of marketing off your plate and free up your time to do more of the things you love to do with your business. Bow is a marketing company and a business partner, but my favorite thing about them is that they have become true friends. You can find out more about them and what they offer at bowdigital.com. 
Take it from me and put a bow on it. So when you told me there are multiple theories, I was waiting on the theory that didn't pertain to the bar. What's that? I mean, I am not, I'm like, I have a hard time. This is not normal behavior for him. He has a $30 tab. Mm-hmm. He's wasted to the point where he's ignoring calls from his sister, stumbling around, returning four times. That's not just like a little drunk. So I agree with you and that I did not find, honestly, I didn't see anything that said something about like, like a I think mental break. It's pretty clear to me that there was some other chemicals at bay here. Yeah. And so, and that's another thing that you can't rule out too. There's a lot of people that have just went missing that like you think their behavior before they went missing, something else had to be involved, whether that be like drugs or like some sort of mental break. And so I, I personally would say you probably couldn't rule that out. His family, I did read his family say he had absolutely no history of depression, anxiety, any sort of mental illness at all. But that doesn't mean, and especially with men, when a mental illness will like, um, just pop up, pop up around the mid twenties to thirties for men too. So that to me could be a legitimate thing. I, like I said, I didn't see anything on it. Everything is, it's pretty divided too. Yeah. Either he, it was accidental and he fell or the brass rail. And there's people that like refuse to go to the brass rail because of this. And then the brass rail has spoken out like, um, they're not happy about it because people are like talking about their establishment and saying things. And so I think it's, it's interesting. I mean, I mean, I guess like, I don't know the little I knew about this. I thought I was going to be like on team brass rail. Did it like given all the things we've talked about, I don't really see they had to do something, you know, I feel like if, if something would have gone really, really bad, you know, they could it could have been like, hey, this is what happened. Like, they wouldn't be in a bad situation. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's... Went. I'm not, like, I, I think I split the possibilities completely evenly between drowning in the lake, something bad at Brass Rail, or something outside of those things. Because I, I, I just feel like the level of intoxication... And the not being able to recognize your sister calling after calling her for a ride. Because if he was able to call her for a ride. And she said he sounded fine. He was fine. Like the asking for the ride thing was fine. Did, did he go back to the brass rail after that phone call? I don't know. Like, I just, man, I just, I just feel like there's something else at play. The here. timeline of like the four times that he went back to the brass rail and yeah. like when he called for the when ride are kind of tab. like all, all together. It was all yeah. close together. See, I just... To be so far outside and, and like, okay, six foot, 170, 170 pounds, you said? Yeah. That's not the, the size of somebody that's like, yep, I'm taking on bouncers. It's worth going back and getting one more word in. Like, that's, he's and out they, of his mind. And, like, he's and out of his they mind said that's in this scenario. not him at all. Yeah. Very laid back, very reserved so guy. So, I don't think, I don't think, I don't know. <laughs> like, being <laughs> I don't know either. drunk, I don't think you're this far out of your mind. I don't think he was drunk. That's what I'm saying. I think there were other chemicals at bay. There's something else at play here that we aren't, we don't know. Like, like I'm, I'm saying, he could have been drugged at some point. Drugged. He could have. Here, what well, I think, I think. And we don't know is where he went from home straight to here. Yeah, you. So you can't rule out and that drug use was no history of drug use either. Yeah. Um, I I put the accidental drowning pretty far down the list, like I said, because of the floating it part. Have, I think we would have found him by now, I guess. It, even Most if you likely. didn't find him, I feel like a shoe or something. But like we say though, in, in cases like this where there's no solution, you're living in the one percent or the Exactly. 5% I can't rule that, that out. Still there. Yeah. But. Yeah. Um so I, I put the accidental drowning further down the list and then for me, um 
I put, I think, I think he wasn't drunk. I think maybe he had a little bit to drink and he was feeling flirty, maybe trying to be. Going into the girl's bathroom is not flirty. That's true. I'll that's give you a that. Next, that's a different level. Returning to get your butt whooped four times is a different level. That's true. It, I was going to say, I can see him acting. Like six 6'5", former NFL linebacker, <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, he doesn't care about bouncers. Well, He's I can just. 6'170", they could break him over his knee. Okay, I'm just saying, like, I can see him, like, maybe trying to be a little bit more braver than he normally is and maybe, like, flirting or making some passes and then leaving and coming back and then them being like, no, screw this guy and beating him up, going too far, and then covering it up. That's Again, what I can that see. Was like, if that was, like, normal behavior, then I would be leaning more towards that theory. I, I just, to me, it's so far away from being just a little drunk at a bar for $30. Yeah. Yeah, I don't... And I do think it's interesting, too, like, um, the witnesses say he was very drunk. Yeah. And then to not look that way in the video, but also not answer the phone calls. So regardless, let's say he did. Let's say he took drugs, and he did drink $30 worth of alcohol, and he was being just an absolute jerk. He still doesn't deserve to be missing. So even if these bouncers, so maybe the bouncers did, maybe he did deserve to get his butt kicked a little bit because he was being a jerk and he came back four times. Even if like, I agree with that. Exactly. Like, but even if like someone knows what happened, yeah, there's more than one person involved in that scenario. percent. Um, and even if the bouncers, like even if a couple of them did it and the owner was like, let's cover it up. Like they had to have been talking about it. And there was another employee somewhere or another patron at the bar somewhere that heard something or saw something and they know something and they know in their heart that that could be a lead and an answer. And they're, I mean, I I would be a little nervous too to come forward with that. But I mean, I mean, what I'd say about that is this most likely, most likely, the employees that were there that night are not still employed there. Probably not. Five years later, most likely those no. those employees have gone somewhere else, make an anonymous phone call. You got the line for so, it? So listen, so that's what I was going to say. So like there is a $8,000 reward for this that you can collect anonymously. Like you can call in an apor- uh, a tip or a report or whatever anonymously and still even get the reward money anonymously. And like if you know something, if you saw something, heard something, even if you think you saw if something you saw or heard something. somebody buying him drinks, oh, this guy was hammered that night, kept giving him drinks. A week later, I found out he went missing. Like... Yeah, Call even if <laughs> even if it was like you were there and you just saw him and you think he was or wasn't drunk or was or wasn't drugged or on something. If you're or one just, of the girls he was flirting with. Yeah, just anything. Give a phone call. Let's reignite something. Let's or, get some more questions. Yeah, asked. I would love for people to like send us emails, call us, and like because I want to keep looking into this one. Like, sure. It's just not. It's so. It's so recent, and his family. I mean, you can get on and you should get on and follow the um, Facebook page. It's called Finding Kevin Nugent on Facebook, and they post like a lot, very often about him, and it is honestly like heartbreaking his grandma and his dad and his mom and sister and everybody like they're still looking for him and it's right here I mean we're like what an hour away and I just I cannot even imagine and I I can't imagine like the first people that did this like I don't even know how they just live with themselves like that like the I mean I don't know if you know something even if you weren't involved and but you heard an employee talking about it or something like freaking tell somebody yeah that's ridiculous there's people out there that are spending every holiday um there his dad still sets a place at the table for him at thanksgiving and christmas um so yeah that's it i was gonna tell you um 
like I said, follow that Kev- Finding Kevin Nugent Facebook page. Um, it's run by his family. Um, and if you know something, if you saw something, you can call the Fort Wayne Crime Stoppers at 260-436-7867. Um, or you can send us an email. Like I said, I'm going to keep looking into this one. I'm not going to um, put this one away. It's it's too interesting to me. I'm going um, to keep that one keep my google alerts on for that one and keep looking i was going to end with um lance yankee um his dad kevin's dad he there's a quote that he just gave in an interview recently he says how do you sleep at night knowing that when you wake up on christmas or your kids birthday you're there he said we just want our kid we want our son home and that's all we want man it's yeah. brutal man yeah okay so definitely comment i'm gonna put the pictures i'm gonna have a map of where um the arby's was where the brass rail was the river um and i'll probably put a clip of him um his last scene surveillance footage of him um but let us know what you think because we're i think we're not on quite the same page we're either here we're torn. we're torn i mean i'm personally torn but i know which one i think for sure but you don't like if you had to bet if i had to bet. to bet he probably was doing something acting not himself he's 25 i mean he was hanging out whatever took drugs maybe 30 dollars worth of alcohol did it and he it was enough to get him to act crazy act not his self i mean yeah after four times i probably would have kicked somebody too like kicked him out and beat him up like don't freaking come back and like they said i wouldn't want to call the police to a bar either so yeah they probably did but i don't know we'll see so comment let us know what you think let us know your theory and if you're from fort wayne Give us some more of the rumors. Like, what have you heard around your town? It's a big town, but yeah, there's rumors everywhere. Yeah, get. Let us know what you think. Yeah. I'm I'm torn on this one too. Yeah, someone knows something though. This podcast is a So Will I Studios production. So will I.